in a dark world filled with deceit. One united voice is crying out. Revealing the truth of God's word. It's time to expose the hidden truth. And unravel the lies. While we're living in Satan's little season. With Sister Crystal and Brother Phil. Welcome to Living in Satan's Little Season show. We're your hosts, Brother Phil and Sister Crystal. Hello, everyone. Well, we got a good one for you today. <laughs> I, I, think, I think I say that every time, but... Yeah. This one, really the topic we're going to go over is that the gospel message was preached to the entire world mm -hmm. in the first century. We're going to give some biblical proofs for this. And the reason why we bring this topic up is a lot of naysayers will, will, will use... Matthew 24, to prove that, well, the gospel message has got to be preached before the, before Jesus comes. And so we're going to give you that scripture that Jesus actually stated this. This is in Matthew chapter 24, verse 14. And he says, This gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. And what we're suggesting on this show is right. that this was fulfilled in the first century, because Jesus was talking about the signs of the end of the age or right. end of the uh, of time that he was going to come. What we're suggesting is, is before Jesus came back, this was actually accomplished. And we have the ammunition mm -hmm. needed to right. prove that this did happen. So we're going to read a few passages of scriptures here that's going to show you, yeah, the gospel message was preached to the whole world. And we're going to explain at the end how this could have been accomplished in such a quick amount of time. Within 40 years of Jesus ascending into heaven... The entire gospel message went out to the entire world in within one generation. As a matter of fact, it was way under that because by the time Paul was writing his letters, it was already finished. Right. It already had got that accomplished. Right, because was, it was a double-teaming effort. <laughs> okay, first we're going to go to is Romans chapter 1. And so Romans has a number of these. He says it numerous times here. Go ahead and read Romans chapter 1 verse 8. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Okay, again, the whole world knew about the faith of this church there in, in Rome. Mm -hmm. So here's the first example we're giving you of, yeah, see, the gospel, the message of Jesus Christ, that all their faith had been right. spoken of throughout the entire world because see, Rome became... Basically a starting point or a... Kind of like a, like a capital city right. when it came to expanding the gospel out because all roads led to Rome. Right. And so they used Rome as sort of a, a hinge point right. to get the gospel message out to the entire world. Okay, Because that's the way Rome set it up. Right. Every right. road led to Rome because of to get taxes in and stuff like that. So they were going to use those roads right. and use that to get the message out the gospel message out to the entire world. If you listen to our last message, right. last show, right. we talked about how Rome was controlling the entire world. Mm -hmm. That they had, they were ruling the entire world at the time that Jesus was around. 
and in the whole first century. Okay, that's the first one. Go, we'll go ahead and read Romans chapter 10 as well. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, indeed. Their, sa- their, their sound has gone out to all the earth and their words to the ends of the world. Okay, so Paul's here saying in chapter 10, again, the has the gospel message gone out there? Oh, yeah, it has. Right. And it not only went out just to a little area of mm-hmm. the Roman Empire. No, no, no. It went out to the entire world. Right. Now, a lot of us today might think that that's impossibility, but at the end of the, the scriptures that we're going to read, I'm going to explain how this was very possible and how they could have done this. And it, it isn't really that hard of a stretch. I'm going to use biblical examples. I'm not just going to use my own imagination to come up with these things. Uh-huh. Okay? Because a lot of people will say, oh, it happened, but... Yet we're hearing Paul say, yeah, the gospel message got out to everywhere. And this is what we're using here. Okay, let's go ahead and read Romans chapter 16, 19. For your obedience has become known to all. Therefore, I am glad on your behalf. But I want you to be wise in what is good and simple concerning evil. And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Okay, so here he's talking about their obedience had gone out and become mm-hmm. known to what everyone. Right. See, everyone had known about this church. That's why Rome became a capital city for the, for the church, church really early on because they became like a like a lynch point to expand the gospel, and everyone had heard this. Right, a launching pad yeah. to that. Their obedience of the gospel message had gone out to the entire to everyone. Right. Known to all people, and so because it got back, the word got back around. And got back to them. Okay, we'll go ahead and read the next one, which is actually into the church of Colossae, which mm-hmm. is in Colossians chapter 1. Right. Go ahead and read that one. We give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints, because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you have heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which has come to you as it has also in all the world, and is bringing forth fruit, as it, it also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth. So there he says it again. The whole world has known about their faith. Their, so, the, you know, it, the, the word was getting out that the whole world had gotten the, gotten the message and was hearing about, the, right. the, about these churches. Essentially, these early churches were becoming like, I guess you'd say kind of famous. I was going to say that, or contagious. <laughs> well, it, they were becoming like very famous churches <laughs> that people were hearing about all over well, the world. It was, it was probably boosting a morale. And that's why when the letters were written to these churches, mm-hmm. all the other churches were hearing about this, and it was getting them encouragement and right. stuff. And so this was allowing the gospel message to really just spread like spread, wildfire. Yeah, spread like wildfire, <laughs> exactly. And let's go ahead and move on to Colossians chapter 1, verse 24, 3. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and you are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. So how many ways can he say the same thing? <laughs> Again, here he talks about that the gospel message, yeah. which was preached to every creature under heaven. I don't know how much more clear you can get on this. Right. Well, we know that Paul did a lot of walking and um, preaching and teaching. And you know, he was famous for his shipwrecks and all the things that he was involved in in trying to get the gospel out. So 
I do believe that that passion was put in his heart and spirit and all these other disciples and apostles to get this word out as quickly and fervently as possible because they knew that it was the power of God to give life to everyone around. And I think that they they had some, they definitely had some added tools. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and this is what we're going to go over here because the Bible gives us tools mm-hmm. that they could use to do this. Right. And a lot of times we don't realize, because we don't have those particular tools today, we don't think, oh, that's impossible. There's no way we can get the gospel message out in, to everybody on earth in right. one generation. Um, just because, of, but if you have the right tools, anything's right. possible. Well, and God equipped them just the right way for the job they had to accomplish. And before we go on to some other ones, I want to go over some of these tools okay. that they use. Okay. okay. Well, the first tool that they had really early on is they had a bunch of zealous followers. Right. That was huge. Yeah. And I mean, these people that were willing to, to, to be fed to the lions, burned at the stake uh-huh. for the gospel message. Right. They were willing to sacrifice their lives. Okay, this is a lot different than what we see today when it comes to the church that has, uh, you know, gotten so weak and pathetic right. that they're, I mean, they were, they, they became so strong that they were like becoming like communes. You read an Acts and you talk, you see yeah. how they were all like sharing all things in common mm-hmm. and everything. They were very close knit. Right. And so they became like their zealousness and their, their, their passion for the gospel message was just, it, it was unstoppable. Right. And that's powerful because God had a plan and he wanted his people to be executing that plan. And they did it. They did it fervently. They did it excitedly. And that was kind of the contagiousness of the message is that when people heard it, they wanted to be sharing it more and more because there's power in it. A lot of times we compare what what's happening to the church today. Mm-hmm. And we think that this is the way the church has always been. No. That's the problem that we have today. Because, no, I think the church was much stronger, more zealous, had much more spirit and fire than it did in in, in that first century. But today we look at the church now and it's like, man, this church is pathetic. Wow. It's so weak. And that's because Satan, we're living. Yes. It's it's more proof we're living in Satan's little season that he has weakened the church down because of all the deception. That we, and this is what I'm trying to get back to everyone. Right. This is one of the points of this show is to get the zeal back into the church. Because without it, and that's why Satan will not change anything. He's, his tactics are working perfectly. Yeah. Why would he change and put persecution on the church when right. he knows that, hey, you know, I can just keep everybody lazy, yeah. fat, and they won't do anything. They'll just right. sit around and, and become fat Status lazy. Status quo. Power of that fervency, that excitement, that zeal. We might see that in the church when people are teaching young and new believers like children, but to really see that in a grand scale of in the church teaching adults and whatnot or, or young people, 20s and 30s, it's it's not as profit, profitable for the church to do that. It doesn't seem that's where their, their message is. One of the reasons why Rome was exalted up by the Lord. Mm-hmm. He used Rome as yeah. a, a, as a tool. Uh-huh. Yeah. Was it corrupt? Yeah, it was a corrupt government right. like every other government yep. is. You know I mean? I hate to say it. If you, you hear the word government, you might as well just add the word corrupt in front of every <laughs> every time you hear that word, and that's about the accuracy you're going to get. Well, because it's real with, with human flaws. The Rome had one thing going for it. It loved to build and had infrastructure of roads and right. transportation. Right. It was an organized, concise ability to make things flow freely. Of course, the early church used that infrastructure. Right. 
to spread the gospel very quickly. Yeah. And we see them, Paul, you see in, in Acts, him using all the normal Roman areas to get mm -hmm. around. And um, they had a system set up to where that you can get everywhere pretty easily. Pretty easily. quickly, right. Now, I don't believe the world looked the way it does now back in, in biblical right. times. Okay, right. And I'll have another show on this because I'm going to explain to you, I think that the world looked much different back in those days. Mm -hmm. It was much closer. It was it was easier to get around. Essentially, they had a great sea, which was surrounding entire that continent. Continent mm -hmm. that basically that the world was at that time. Right. But this infrastructure that Rome had had, had set up, the church used this to get that message of the gospel right. out right. to the whole world very oh, quickly. Yeah. And I think this that was makes a, sense. Yeah. Yeah. This was a key thing, and that's uh -huh. the reason why. Plus. We, and we know it was during the Pax Romana, which is a Roman peace. So they didn't have to worry about, you know, raiders coming and killing mm -hmm. everybody. No, they, they had easy access to roads. No worry about bandits coming around, attacking right. everybody. So they can just get that gospel message out, no problem. We'll go ahead and read one more here in First Thessalonians about the, what I'm talking about here, that Rome was um, used as an example for this, right. and that the gospel was preached to the entire world at that time, first, right. first Thessalonians chapter one. For from you the world the word of the Lord has sounded forth, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place. Your faith toward God has gone out, so that we do not need to say anything. Okay, wow. so here you know the see so even the Thessalonian church uh -huh. here had become pretty pretty powerful and famous, and it says that their message had gone out to every mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. So the gospel message got out there very quickly. Now, we gave two examples of how this could be done, but there are a couple other ones that mm. are more um, spiritual in nature right. that I think God used to do this. Okay. He equipped them with... There was one gift of the Holy Spirit that they had in that right. first century. And we all are familiar with this. Anybody who's been in the church at all, the, the gift of speaking in tongues. And it's talked about in First First Corinthians chapter 14 and some other places. The point is... is what this was is this is the ability to speak in other languages that you did not know. Essentially, they used the gift of speaking in tongues so that language was no longer a barrier to getting that gospel message out there. I was just thinking of the little devices on Star Trek where they could understand each other's languages. Oh, yeah, like, universal is, translator right. devices. But essentially, but we have that on our phone Spirit. now. Right. Yeah, we met a, a Ukrainian couple that didn't speak English, and they just, hey, right. talk into your phone. Right. And then it basically wrote what we said in their language. But that was the Holy Spirit back then, wasn't it? But, <laughs> the the Holy yeah, Spirit. essentially God had a system to yeah. circumvent yes. the tongues problem, the language right. barrier, yeah. so the gospel message could get out no to excuses. the entire world. Right. No hurdles whatsoever. And, yeah. And so I think they, they use this, speak, that, that's why... The current idea of speaking in tongues, I, I, I believe it's sort of more of like a Satan's little season distraction because it was primarily designed just to get the gospel message oh, out in right. the first century. Right. So that the whole God world could get the gospel message. And why did God need to do this? Mm -hmm. Well, it's because just like Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24, that the gospel had to be preached to all the world right. as a witness to all the nations. Right. In other words, they had to know before he dropped the hammer and that the end was going to come for him. Well, how could they be fully informed of what was going on unless they were witnessed and ministered to? Yeah, Jesus was going to getting ready to judge the world in right. one generation. Right. And it's not fair to judge the world 
when the world didn't know the gospel message. Right. But if you got that gospel message to all people all over the world. Right. So that's why when you say in previous message talked about there was no ignorance because everyone knew. So they ha- they can make that choice. And that's where they were able to decide whether they wanted to go along and accept it or reject it. Yeah. When Paul went to Athens, he even talked about that. He said, in the past, you got overlooked your ignorance. Right. In other words, ignorance is not really knowing God's word. Mm-hmm. Okay. We, today, the day and age we live in today, I've talked about this in previous episodes. We don't live in an age of ignorance anymore. No. We live in an age of deception. And deception means that we know the truth, but we're getting tricked into not following. Or we're choosing that that make people are making a choice, whether or not on truth or deception, to not follow it. You know, I was going to give one on the speaking in tongues deception, because today I think that the current tongues movement is more of a deception than it is a biblical accurate because it, it, the the purpose of it was very clear, right? Getting that gospel message out to the entire world, right? So that God could judge the world, and it wouldn't be fair to judge the world without everybody getting the gospel message, right? Well, they couldn't use an excuse that they weren't taught the message because they didn't have someone to talk it. Yeah, it, it would be language. like God dropping the hammer right. on all these countries, and then them go, "Whoa, well, hold on a second, now we <laughs> we, we never got that message, right?" <laughs> That's a, that's a fair point, you know? But no, no, that was it. There was no hurdles whatsoever because God was able to work all the details out to get the message out, either through word of mouth or through the speaking in tongues, through word of mouth, or just hearing of the faith. I think that's powerful right there. And, and I also think that was the reason why Jesus ascended into heaven. Mm. He ascended into heaven and was gone for 40 years so that the, that gospel message could get out so that when he returned again, he could judge the nations at that point. Right. That there would be no hurdle, no excuse. Right. People saying, oh, well, we didn't know the gospel. No, you knew. So Jesus came back after the 40-year time span mm-hmm. to judge the nations because everyone had heard the message it and was, either accepted right. or rejected God's message. It was the saturation point that everyone had heard it. Everyone on earth yeah. had got the gospel message preached to them. See, and this is why it makes all makes sense that we have a God that's a fair God. Yes. He's not a God that's going to judge you mm-hmm. based on, oh, we didn't know. No, our right. God is so good. See, one of the things problems I have with right now is a lot of people, right. they think our God is some kind of lunatic. <laughs> because they look, they, they read and like, well, why would God do this or that? Right. And everything. Not understanding. No, no. If you understood how God worked, you'd understand. No. God is being a, a, right. a gracious and loving right. God. And yeah, instead of being a heartless monster, he's compassionate and loving and forgiving and full of desire that everyone know him. Not just a few, not just his chosen few, but that everyone, there is no excuse for them not to know who he is. See, part of Satan's little season deception yeah. has been to, to trick everyone to believing, you know, our God is some heinous, evil, He's kind of, he's doing all this wicked he stuff. Has favoritism. And yeah, favoring one yeah, group over uh-uh. when this nothing can be further from the truth. Exactly. If you read the Bible and understood like what it actually states, yeah. God is being fair to everyone, yeah. giving everyone an opportunity. Here. Well, and it said you know that He even tarries, He He delays His coming so that all people will know, so that it gives people ample amount of time to figure things out. We read that in the past scriptures in the last couple episodes that. He is delaying his final coming or judgment judgment day, right? So that people will actually get a second chance, get an opportunity to change their ways and choose him. 
And that's part of the reason why we are living in Satan's little season right, right. now. Because we we have a God that wants to give us an opportunity to choose. Exactly. Him. It's kind of difficult, you know, because we're living in between two golden ages. <laughs> Uh-huh. So to us, that kind of stinks. We missed out the golden age past, and we're not yet in the golden age future. So where are we at now? We're, we're living in, in the middle. Yeah, we're kind of in betweeners, I guess you could say, right? Yeah. We're living in between two golden ages. Yeah. Which you know kind of sucks for us, actually. You well, know, I, I wish that our you know we were not living then, but. Well, we're getting by. We're we're making do. But what we need to do is get that message out. Get right. people that are to on fire. Faith. What, yeah. my, one of my goals of this show is to get that gospel message out. Because right now we have the opportunity to do the same thing right. with, with a with a show like this. Right. Hey, we can get the gospel message out there so everyone can hear the good news. We have a God that loves us, wants us to choose him, exactly. wants us to live right, exactly. wants us to live holy and good. Reject evil and, right. and do what's right. Have no fear. Live Trust according the Lord. to the spirit, yes. not according to the flesh. Right. Things we've talked about in other shows. Right. Okay, but there's one more possibility of how this message uh-huh. could have got out very quickly. And so we're going to read a passage of scripture of Acts chapter 8. And this is Philip the Evangelist was going right. around setting up a church in Ethiopia with a man that was from Ethiopia and going back there. And so we all know the story of the Ethiopian eunuch, right. which started the church in Ethiopia. So go ahead and read Acts chapter 8, verse 37 and following. Then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. Now when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away, so that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotus, and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. Okay, so now we have a possibility that the early church and early Christians could have been using teleportation yeah. based on the Spirit of God mm-hmm. to get around to all these places that might have been hard to get to. Well, yeah, the Holy Spirit sounds like a real powerful wind. <laughs> like he Yeah, just so here, look at this, because... <laughs> Philip just disappeared. Yeah. And then showed up in another city somewhere. And the Spirit of the Lord caught him away. Yeah. This, <laughs> and this, I think, could have happened if, okay, we got to get the gospel message to every place. Right. How do we do this? Here's another way. Uh-huh. Well, we're going to use teleportation to get people transported to other places that right. may be hard to get to. Well, yeah, and that makes sense. You know, if God has a purpose and a plan, design how he wants it done, he will equip and use whatever powers that he has to make that happen. Well, he was trying to give everyone a chance. Mm-hmm. God gives everyone a chance, and Christ says to, to accept or reject him. He's not some heinous, evil no. overlord that's going to be like, no, you're not giving a chance. You're just, we're just going to drop the hammer. He wants everyone to get the opportunity. Okay? Well, he loves everyone, and he, the pre, he wants everyone to choose him and have a future of joy and hope and faith with him. And it's not going to happen unless he makes sure everyone has the ability and the availability to hear him. And like I say, these people probably didn't know every ounce of the Bible. They didn't know all, the, but they just, they got the gospel message preached to them that, you know, believe in the Jesus Christ, the right. Son of God, as your Savior. Right. And, and you know, obviously, they, all these churches were set up around the world. Did they know every detail? No, of course not. No. But the gospel message got out to everyone. Because the power of God and his word will not come back void. And so we look at these four things and yeah, I yeah. can see how this is very possible that yeah, the gospel message got out to everyone. Right. Even today, if we had like 40 years, let's say 
no one had known about the gospel but us. Well, even in our lifetime. Yeah, we could get the gospel I, message out. I think in our lifetime, we've been, we're older than 40, <laughs> we can say that, that I think that it has. I mean, we've seen the world change, and I mean, there seems to be a lot more knowledge of God and his word and the Bible all throughout the world. Yeah, I mean, obviously, they're using spiritual tactics to get that message out there. Right. And so, of course, Jesus... Being, you know, when he was rose from the dead, he could disappear and reappear at will. Right, that's true, yeah. Because he had the ability to do that. And right. apparently, even Philip, the evangelist, was given that ability to get the message out to all these different cities and whatnot. Uh-huh. And so that's what he did. He disappeared and he reappeared in another city <laughs> right away. Easy to get the message, right. the gospel message around. Yeah. So this is how the gospel message was preached, I think, within 20 or 30 years mm. of Jesus' ascension. To the whole world. And so when Christ returned, 40 years later, everyone had heard the message. And so when judgment, that judgment against the nations happened, you know, everyone there was without excuse. They all, exactly. they couldn't say, oh, we didn't know. No, they yeah. all knew. Yeah. There they all, no, they yeah. all got that gospel message. Yeah. But there was falling away that happened before that too. This is barring the, any excuse or any doubt that everyone heard. There were people who were choosing and maybe letting bitterness creep up or cause them to fall away because of whatever disagreement or um, issues they had with other people in the church. Well, not every single area that Paul had gone into was very, was, was successful. Right. Matter of fact, he mentions one place that all of Asia has departed. Well, so, you know, he had his failures. A lot of times we look at the Bible and we think, oh, Paul, he was this great event. He had failures too. Well, you folks. know, it's not really him per se. He can only preach and teach the word as best he can, and that's how God prepares him. And then it's the hearts of the people who have to receive it. It's the minds and hearts of people whose lives have to change when they receive it. And if they choose not to, that's not on him. It's not on us. It's on those who receive it and if they don't receive it. And that's why we just have to be praying for all those people who need to hear it and and to, for them to accept it. Because in the end, it is their choice, and then that's what the Great White Throne Judgment is going to be about. That they chose or not. Yeah, one thing that we need to understand is that we have no control over other people. Exactly. All we can do is share the gospel message to people. Just pray that that the Lord convicts their heart to mm-hmm. to accept or reject it. Hey, I don't want to be worried about numbers, and we need to not be concerned with that because God will. There will be people that will have good be good soil, and other people won't. Exactly. And we just have to just understand that. The only reason why I'm doing this show mm-hmm. is because hey, I felt like. I have information here that no one else is really talking about. Right. Right in our Bibles, no one's talking about this. Right. And we can use this to help reach other people that don't, that this, this is an evangelism tool. Right. You know, to get the message out there. I'm tired of seeing people all deceived, following the way that the world is. Yeah. Like little lost sheep. And it's so sickening to me that people are just falling for it every and moment. It's just, these distractions and these rabbit holes and pitfalls that people fall into. And it's so clear. I mean, the Bible talks about little children coming to the Lord as a little child. It's simplistic, but it's all these distractions and these, you know, complications that people put into it. It doesn't have to be that difficult. And I think truly, if the soil is fresh and ready to receive it, it does. And it changes the hearts and lives of people. Now, granted, people have to learn from their mistakes and then they choose the Lord. But I think inevitably... It's everyone wants a relationship with God and with Jesus. To what degree they're going to willing to let go of what they think they need for what they know they need. Evangelism in our day and age is really simple. 
Yeah. We in their day and age is just to get the gospel message out. Right. Our day and age, it's a little bit different. It's getting people away from deception right. and lies. Right. Essentially, that's what any pre church that isn't talking about this isn't really preaching the true gospel message of the 21st century. Mm-hmm. Because really, what our gospel message is today is we've got to get people. There's no point of giving people a gospel message and that everybody in the church is stooped in lies constantly. That's not going to get any, anywhere, anybody no traction, anywhere. Right. No, instead, you've got to expose the lies and deception Amen. of the devil. That's right. In order to get the gospel message of the 21st century out there. Right. Say, okay, no, this is when we're living now. Because in, in Paul's day, the first century, it was ignorance that was their problem. Mm-hmm. In our day, it's deception that's our problem. Right. So what we need to do today is just get that message out there to share with our friends and family. Hey, right. you know, we're living in this age of deception. Yes. We need to get people away from this to start right. living for God. Right. You know, that deception it spills over into rebellion and, you know, there's complications that just snowball out of nowhere. And so it's really getting back to the heart of God and his word and obedience and living by faith and trusting him with everything. That's really the key. And that's really all that he wants is to trust him with everything and to know that he's got a plan and he's going to work it all out for his glory. So what we want on this show is every single person listening just realize, okay, we we understand where we're living now. Understanding when you're living (laughs) is a huge advantage over everybody else. Huge, yes. Because most people think that we're way back on the timeline somewhere, mm-hmm. that we're getting ready for extreme persecution of the church and all right. that. When we know that we're not there, mm-hmm. we're in an age of deception where Satan is lying, deceiving, scheming, mm-hmm. trying to trick us into following a different path. And all we have to do is keep our eyes focused on God Amen. and his word and in Christ, and we can overcome the deception. It's yes. easy, but we have to focus. And so what Satan wants us to do is not focus on that. <laughs> no, he hates. That's why I'm saying I yeah. think this show is the most dangerous show on earth. <laughs> yes. Because we are exposing the lies that Satan has spent fortunes well, well, trying, to, co- trying right. to cover up. We're unearthing his lies and deception so that he's less powerful and less capable of deceiving many, many people. We're living in Satan's love season. <laughs> Not only because it's right there in our Bibles, but also... Because it just makes sense. Join or contact us at satanslowseason.org. This is a non-copyright Living in Satan's Low Season production.